Hi, and welcome back. Welcome to another exciting episode of Vondran Legal Hour. Attorney Steve Vondran here. We are talking in this podcast about tales from the Torrent Trenches and what's going on here in Torrent Torrent Defense Land. Okay, so this is general legal information only, not legal advice, but I want to talk about it. So anybody that's been watching my my YouTube channel, attorneystevevideos.com. Make sure you check that out. We're getting close to 15,000 subscribers now. Check that out. Um, or listen to my podcast or read one of my hundreds of blogs that I've written. You'll know that torrent defense is one of the things that we're in the trenches fighting these torrent uh, copyright lawyers that are seeking to get thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for alleged movie downloads on the internet through the use of torrent BitTorrent protocol, okay? So, um, and I'm not going to go into file sharing, what it is, how it works. I have another video out on that, torrenting, how it works. If you want to check it out, check it out online. I'll, I'll see if I can get you the link. But um, we're talking about the Cobbler case. So the Cobbler case was the big case that came down in the Ninth Circuit. That's the, uh, the circuit that covers California, Arizona, Utah, Montana, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, okay? So it covers these states, and so that's a big area. And the Cobbler case came down and made things a little tough for these um, plaintiffs. So the, what the plaintiffs were doing is they were basically suing John Doe defendants based upon their IP address. They said, well, we've tracked the IP address into uh, this jurisdiction, let's say into the Central District in Los Angeles, let's say, and um, this is where the, the IP is. This is where we believe the defendant is. We don't know if it's a male or a female. We don't know if it's a young man, old man. We have no idea what it is, who it is. But they're the infringer uh, because they have an Internet account. Uh, so that's kind of what was going on. They would get the information from the Internet service provider. They would give them the name and the address of the person, and that's who the... The, uh, the firms would just assume that's who was the downloader. They got the IP subscriber account. They must be the downloader. Well, the Cobbler case came along and said, wait a second, wait a second. Just because someone has an IP address, um, you know, has an internet subscriber, that does not, does, does not amount to the type of allegation sufficient to make a claim in a court of law. You need to be able to allege something more than just the fact that they have a subscriber account. So I call this the cobbler problem or the cobbler hurdle maybe is a better way to look at it. A plaintiff needs to get over that hurdle um, in order to be able to defeat a motion to dismiss. Now, it does not look like it's going to have success at the motion to quash level. Um, and again, this is general information only. The laws change. Jurisdictions are different. So general information only. Okay, so please don't rely. This is just to help you understand. But um, So it's probably not going to work in a subpoena motion to quash. Because even in the Cobbler case, the court in the Cobbler case allowed the uh, subpoena to issue and allowed defendant to get the name and address to do some kind of search and to see if they could find some way to tie it in. So now what we're seeing is a new strategy in, in order to um, apparently, apparently try to um, get around the Cobbler problem. They're trying to allege something more. But here's, here's what I see uh, in a recent complaint I reviewed. It talks about 
they're making allegations in the complaint. And to me, this is them, in my opinion, this is them trying to add something new to, to say, hey, judge, you know, we're, uh, we're cognizant of the cobbler case, but, but here's what we found. Let me read this to you. After receiving the subscriber's name and other documents, plaintiff reviewed the additional evidence and determined that defendant was more likely the infringer. Okay, this is kind of conclusory stuff, right? Indeed, the additional evidence contains titles which correlate to defendant's publicly declared interests. So they went on to defendant's social media account, one or more, and said, oh, well, these are defendant's declared interests. This more likely makes it likely that he's the infringer of our adult pornographic movies such as Tushy, Vixen, and Blacked. So somehow they're making the connection based on defendant's publicly declared interest, okay? Um, to explain, defendant's social media posts established that he is interested in Star Wars, Batman, Deadpool, Arrow, Dexter, The Daily Show, The Big Bang Theory, The Flash, South Park, Suits, Bob's Burgers, Rick and Morty, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, blah, 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 blah. And then they go on to say, um, based on the foregoing information, discovery will likely show that the defendant is the person who used BitTorrent in the house from where the infringement emanated. Consequently, discovery will likely show that defendant is the person who infringed plaintiff's copyright works through the use of BitTorrent. So there you have it. So your your interests on, let's say it's on Facebook. I don't really know, but I'm guessing because Facebook has that area where you can put your favorite songs, your favorite artists, your favorite movies, books. So they have that area. So that's what makes me believe it's probably Facebook. But so now your interests somehow, they've come up apparently with some kind of, I don't know what this is, a psychological profile. I don't know what it's based on. Is this some kind of new science? Uh, if you like those, somehow that correlates into, the, you like those shows, that correlates into downloading porn um, without paying for it. So this seems to be the argument. So this appears to me to be uh, what Neil Armstrong might refer to as one giant leap, but I'm not sure this is for mankind. So we're going to have to see um, if these types of allegations um, I think this is what they're doing, in my opinion, to try to raise the bar to, to try to make sure they don't get, uh, you know, stuck on a motion to dismiss under the cobbler case. But we'll keep a track on this for you. I just wanted to let you know what's going on out there in the torrent trenches. And as always, Attorney Steve bringing you the news. Who else is doing it? Not too many. Um, at any rate. So if you need help with the torrent case, we offer free initial consultations. We've helped many, many people over the years with many different movie companies. So give us a ring. You know where to find us on the web at attorneysteve.com. That's attorneysteve.com, the first name in legal services. Thank you for listening and make sure to tell your kids, families, and friends, stop sharing movies on torrents. They're treating it as if it's a theft and this is how they treat it, and they want big bucks. That's all I can tell you, folks. Uh, but unless everybody gets educated and realizes that kind of issue, it's, this is going to continue, okay? At any rate, have a great day. Attorney Steve out. Thanks for listening.